Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Hana Donji, who is the CEO and founder of Hana Donji Executive Coaching. She has a bachelor's degree in behavioral psychology, is a certified NLP specialist, hypnotherapist, executive coach, and possesses a law degree and an MBA. She was formerly a Wall Street corporate lawyer in New York and is now helping corporate professionals and entrepreneurs achieve performance breakthroughs. We have so much to talk about here. So let's dive right into this, Hana, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. Absolutely. So let's give the listeners a glimpse of your personal journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I initially started off um, with a psychology background because I was fascinated by the way humans work, how we think, what translates from thought into behavior and thought, this is it, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But as it turns out, as you evolve as a person, new interests come up. And so that led me into the law and business side. And I thought really the corporate world was going to bring me satisfaction, prestige, wealth, all of those things that as you grow up, you feel you really need to cling to in order to find meaning and happiness. Of course, after many years of school and lots of student loans, I get there only to find you can't leave part of yourself at the door when you come to work. And there was a deeply heart-centered, empathic part to me that needed something to be a little bit more focused on helping people rather than just helping companies. Um, and so after a couple of years practicing capital markets in New York and then subsequently London and Dubai, I thought, how do I come home to this other piece of myself? And executive coaching just ended up being this perfect blend of the corporate world plus psychology. Wow. Okay. So when you were growing up, was that always a dream and a passion to be a lawyer or was it something else, but you were directed towards law because it was stable? I think there was no pressure from my parents by any means to, to embark on that path, but there was something interesting about the challenge. Um, so I was somebody who seemed to really take to things that were more difficult. If it was too easy, I just didn't appreciate it as much. Mm -hmm. And I knew that being in law would be an endless pursuit of something that you could never fully attain or fully understand. Mm -hmm. And so there would always be something to dig and explore. And the people that I surrounded myself with on that journey who were on a similar path were the kinds of people I resonated with. So it just made sense. Law was kind of a, an intellectual pursuit, but also from the network side just ended up being a good fit. Um, the study of law, however, and the practice of law are very different. And the demands on your time um, and on the kind of balance you can have are very different. And so I don't think I appreciated that as a student at all. It wasn't until I got there that I was like, oh, wait, I get it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me ask you, because of that journey, were there ever any key moments that stood out for you that were like, aha, as you went through your process that you said, I don't know if this is the right path for me, was it up until you started practicing or was it that you found during that journey, there were some flags, but maybe you weren't listening to those flags. Yeah. 
I think one of the, the key symptoms of being a high performer, and I say symptom because it can sometimes err on the side of causing difficulties, is that you don't recognize when you've passed the boundaries of what you should be doing. You're always used to pushing yourself right to the edge, right to that point where just a little bit further and you could tip off the edge. Like you, you're constantly going at full speed, super hard. Um, and so because that was a tendency of mine, go, 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 and then crash and burn out and then go, go, go and crash and burn out. It didn't occur to me that the lines that I was crossing, um, even in law school to try and get the grades, the, the lines I was crossing energetically, emotionally, mentally, the way it taxes you. I just thought that was par for the course, that if you wanted to be successful, you were going to have to compromise on your health, your well-being, your heart-centeredness. Um, and that putting those aside was in fact a sign of strength, you know, toughen right. up, you know, get the job, yeah. go for gold. It was very, um, a very aggressive approach and fundamentally one that while I thought could be sustained, simply wasn't. Right, mm -hmm. right. When you began to realize that you wanted something else that was a bit deeper and more meaningful that aligned with your values, what did your metamorphosis look like? I was in a lot of pain when I left because when you invest the kind of time um, and energy into building your professional identity, you stop recognizing that there's a, a person within yourself that's separate from what you do. Gotcha. You don't practice law, you are a lawyer. So to separate out who I was from what I did put me in a bit of a, a really dark place where I had to learn and get to know myself again outside of what I was doing professionally. Who is Hannah independent of what she chooses to do for her work? And it was that process of introspection and self-discovery that allowed me to realize the thing that really gets me up in the morning was that first love. How do we work? What makes us tick? What makes life joyful and meaningful to each and every one of us? And if I couldn't spend the rest of my life exploring that and helping others to find that, I think it wouldn't be a life well-lived for me. Right. So that is an interesting and insightful perspective in relation to just enjoying getting up in the morning and really just being present in where you're at in the moment. And a lot of us, as you said, and I've been there too, in regards to going, 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 crashing, yeah. going, 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 crashing. <laughs> I know what that looks like for us high achievers. It's just like, we do it and we don't recognize it. Maybe we even do recognize it in the moment, but we keep pushing. Yeah. We keep pushing. There's an odd glorification of it too, where, oh, how late did you stay up working? And like, how much work do you have? And it's, it's a strange sort of, I think a bit of a toxic way of thinking about things. You don't have to burn out to be successful and you shouldn't really be bragging about the fact that you were up till four. That sounds really unhealthy, actually. <laughs> I know it's like a badge of honor, right? It's like, I think there was some conditioning though, because our purpose many times is told or we're told that it's found in our work. Yes. And so it's about having the good life, you know, making so much money. It's about, you know, being with other high achievers that you can be competitive. And yet we forget about being heart-centered. We forget about being about the intuition and listening to that because we're told, no, 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 lock that out. That's not important. What is important is being focused, goal-oriented, strategic, like all these things, which is great, but where's the balance? Where do you actually embrace the heart-centeredness, so to speak, 
or the intuition? Where do you begin to recognize that? 100%. And you make such a good point. I do think that we are human beings, not human doings. There's a state of being that we need to enter into to really find what we love and to create special um, a, a special existence for ourselves in which we are adding value every day around us without compromising our integrity. Um, I think that the true marker of success nowadays isn't the wealth and it isn't you know, the assets that you've accumulated and it's not the status or the prestige. It's the degree to which you can satisfy your highest needs, the highest self within you. Because that, by the way, is so much harder to quantify and so much harder to attain without the hard work of introspection, without the hard work of figuring out what your value and purpose on this earth is. And if you can tap into that, you will have a sustainable source of momentum no matter what you do for the rest of your life. And that's what I wanna help high performers achieve. It's not just how do you be more productive in a job that's subpar for you? How do you tap into what really resonates with you and then use that to fuel your success for the rest of your life? Oh, I love that. That is so strong. It just speaks to so many things that we're not taught many times because we're taught to, as I said, to find purpose in what we do, but not find value in ourselves. And I talk about all the time about our foundation and where we launch from is our values. Mm -hmm. And so many times when I ask people, what are your values? What do you believe? How are you creating your life around those values? And how are you living in alignment with those values? And many times people are like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, you know, and, or they say, well, I was raised this way and Mm -hmm. I was taught this. And so those are adopted values. Mm -hmm. Those are values that you got from your parents, from your clergy, from your educators, from your, and that's great because we do adopt values, but are those truly the values that you're living by, that you're living in congruence with? hundred percent. It's so interesting that you talk about social conditioning, because I do think our education, our basic education system and social structures today really lack the foundation that people need to be healthy human beings. Um, I always thought that things like self-awareness and impulse control learning to delay gratification. Um, A lot of that is really important for success later in life and we simply aren't taught it. Um, Personal finances, that is totally missing from the classroom. You know, how to to manage money in a way that doesn't incur significant degrees of debt, which a lot of young people are suffering from and a lot of retirees don't have enough in their bank accounts to retire. Um, So the personal introspection, finances, and I always thought that we could have a heavier emphasis on the role of technology Um, in the way that society is shaped. I think those three components, if they were in the education system in a a bigger way, I think we'd be more holistic, well-rounded human beings. Um, But that's just my sort of theory on the ways that we can improve an antiquated system. Oh, absolutely. And there are specific aspects of those particular subject areas that really would enhance enhance them. So I fully agree with you, Hannah. So now, when we're talking about business, let's talk a little bit about yours, being a CEO and founder of Hana Donji Executive Coaching. What does that look like? What is that about? Yeah, uh, so it sounds like a big title, but here's how it really works. <laughs> you incorporate a company, um, which doesn't take too long to do it all. You can do it in a couple of days. Um, you figure out what it is you want to offer the world, and then you go to market. Um, there's not a lot of planning when it comes to coaching that you can do because what you offer has to respond to what the needs of the market is. So what I I just started off my business doing was talking to people. What are you struggling with? What do you need out of life? 
if you could have someone provide you with guidance and direction, what would that look like to you? And responding to that feedback is how I built my offerings, how I built the CEO mindset and performance breakthrough course that I've now developed. Um, it's, it's about understanding that the intersection, success is defined by the intersection of your natural skills and talents and what the market need is. And if you can find that intersection, you're able to really tap into something that will benefit the people around you, the clients you're serving, but also enhance the business itself. Um, and it turns out that I hit, I hit some on something that was so palpable, so important um, to so many people, which is how do you continue in this rat race and this grind that we are we put ourselves in to produce, produce, produce in a way that still fills our cup without draining us. And um, being able to tap into biology, psychology, um, emotion, uh, you know, leadership, negotiation, communication skills, and to round all of that out with a little NLP and hypnotherapy makes for a very holistic practice where I bring somebody from a state of realigning yourself, um, healing from past traumas, limiting beliefs, all the way to goal setting, blueprinting your career. Now that we know what your goals are, how do we get there? And then maintaining energy levels and momentum along the way. So it's sort of like a full start to finish product. No, I love that. And I love that you're bringing in different factors such as hypnotherapy, such as strategy, combining the strengths of that person. And so that is really strong. So let me ask you something because you do that and you look at the total functioning of a human being, so to speak, did you survey folks before you started your business to look at, wow, okay, what's really going to impact them? What's going to give them value? How are they going to find purpose? Because I think we're all driven by our why. And if we don't have that, we really feel empty a lot of times. I've worked with military and many times they'd say after the military, their extended service, I just don't know my why anymore. I don't know my purpose. And be a being a qualitative researcher, I've always studied from the point of phenomenology. And that is really from the lived perspective of the human being. Mm -hmm. And so, and really researching that and it not going towards just the numbers, I think the numbers are important, but also the stories are really valuable because that's where you get the content. So when you start your business, how did you find out like, hey, this is the need? Yeah, great question. Um, I completely agree with you that the why, the, the thing that wakes us up in the morning and animates us and drives us to success is something that's constantly evolving because we are evolving beings and the why will change over time. And so what I did was I took my why, met with friends and colleagues about the things that they were struggling with in their corporate professional life, um, who I had a good relationship with so we could speak very openly. And then what I did is I built content, so posts on social media like LinkedIn and Facebook or live videos, and I would just talk about these subject areas. And it was based on the comments and the feedback I would receive there that I was able to successively and sort of incrementally grow from just a small topic to, okay, let's incorporate this and now this element and this element. And the one thing that I realized that everybody, regardless of where they're at in their life, regardless of how successful or not they are, everybody needs to start the journey, the transformative journey of going from where you are now to where you wanna be by healing first. You've got to let go of the baggage you've been carrying around if you hope to break through to the next level of success in your life and in your career. The limiting beliefs have to go, the negative emotions you've been carrying around have to go. And we've got to reprogram on a subconscious level, all of those thoughts and behaviors 
that have been channeling you in one direction, which is no longer serving you. So coming back to our foundation, healing the broken cracks within us, being able to come to a state of completeness is what alignment is really about. And once you get that right, it's amazing how quickly the progress stems from there. Um, right. You know, the leadership skills, the, the tax tactics, the strategies, the goal setting, these are all byproducts of the success that you achieve in that first stage of healing. And so I, I absolutely love the NLP and hypnotherapy portion. The breakthroughs are just, they're so, they're so quick and they're so powerful. Oh yes, absolutely. They are a good application to what you're doing. And it really broadens like the healing of the human condition of the human being, right? So it really helps support that. So thank you for that explanation. That was beautiful. So as we do come to the end of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I would love to tell everybody who's listening that where you are now is not where you have to stay and that there is a choice to be made in this moment, in each moment that we have on this earth to become a greater version of who we are, a more compassionate, kind, service-oriented human being. And in so doing, we don't diminish ourselves. We don't take a back seat. We don't become lesser. We actually step into our power when we realize that we have enough in us to benefit those around us. So I want everyone, if they can, to make a choice today about how they're going to step into their power. What choices are you going to make to be a bigger person today than you were yesterday? And if you need help or guidance with that, reach out. There isn't a single high-performing CEO, executive, athlete, entrepreneur who doesn't themselves have a coach. Because when you're interested in building a life of success, you cannot afford to spend time making mistakes that could have been fixed with just a little more mentoring and guidance from someone. Like if you're here to break through to levels you've never achieved before, get the help you need. That's absolutely crucial. Well, thank you, Hannah, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. If you would like to connect with Hannah Donji, you can find her on LinkedIn, Facebook, she also has a free masterclass, Three Steps to Unlocking a CEO Mindset, so you can break through and accomplish anything you want. You can also book a free session with her by going to www.hanadonji.com apply. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 